You read the Bible, Greg. Talking to me? I'm a law Wait, wait, let me, let me explain something to you. Um, I am not Mr. Lebowski. You're Mr. Lebowski. I'm the dude. I don't know how to put this, but I'm kind of a big deal. So what you want? Jesus freak. Got a bad feeling about this. King Kong ain't got shit on me! Do I really look like a guy with a Command owes me one hundred natural scouts. <laughs> Start to see pictures, eh? Oh wow! Thank you for that. Oh, all right. Do you want to start creature or paranormal? Uh, let's do let's do monster first. All right. I guess. So when you set up your bracket, what did you put? So I have creature in the top left and then slasher under that. Oh, I've got paranormal in the top left and monster in the bottom left. Okay, that's fine. We can do that. Oh, it doesn't so really matter. I was just keeping track of something on affecting, my end. Uh, I, guess, I guess it won't really end up affecting the matchups until oh, close to the true. end. But, well, yeah, I guess it'll affect the final four matchup. Oh, I can do it however. How do you want to do it? I had it creature, uh, top left, and slasher, bottom left, paranormal, top right, and body horror, uh, bottom right. So you had... I'll just print a new... I would just do it to keep track of myself. Uh, so you had paranormal, slasher. What was in your top left? Top left is creature. Okay. Which then leaves body body in the bottom left? Body is in the is bottom right. Oh, slash is in the bottom bottom left. Yep. That's cool. When we finish, I'll print a new. I'll just print another bracket and copy this over. I guess I will just start with a uh, a little disclaimer. Um, I did not watch the wailing oh cool i'll start the disclaimer i didn't watch amityville horror that's fine uh so i re- i didn't watch the wailing like a because i saw that it was like two and a half hours yes and i was just running out of time and so but i, I did end up re-watching the descent and after re-watching the descent i was like i'm sure the wailing is good but like it's not going to be better than this um yeah we could i can talk a little bit about the whaling i like it a lot oh sorry the whale sorry not the descent the whaling is up against blair witch and i knew that it wasn't going to be better than blair witch well that's where oh i wish you had seen it then that'd be an interesting conversation all right so uh, first matchup in Creatures, Jaws versus Wreck. Either of these, you've seen both of these before? Yes. Uh, so I hadn't seen Wreck. I knew it kind of had a reputation as being very good. But are we recording? Is this the show? Yes. Oh, I, you didn't even hear an intro or anything. Oh, I'll do, like, I'll record an intro and say, like, what you're about to see is whatever. Oh, I gotcha, okay. Just to, like, 
just to introduce the fact that the format will look a little bit different than my normal setup. You're not even going to introduce a guest on the show? Uh, well, before this is released, there will be a preview episode that's released where I go over all the matchups and all the seeds where it'll be like you're introduced. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> and then I will release our selection like process as just like a podcast format, whatever. Okay, I'm I'm with you. <clears throat> All right, coming back in. <laughs> All right, Jaws and Wreck. So you've seen both of these? Uh, yes, I have. Well, so I, I obviously I've seen Jaws, and then I started watching Wreck and got halfway through it, and I'm like, this is literally quarantine, but in Spanish. <laughs> Like have you seen have you seen quarantine? I have seen quarantine. Um, so I must have watched. That's interesting that it's in Spanish. So for whatever reason, I watched a dub version, and I was like, the words are not matching like with their mouths, and I can't like figure out why. But now it yeah. would make sense if it's in if it's originally in Spanish. That's what's annoying. When you rent it from iTunes, they won't let you do the, Eng- the Spanish audio. I don't know why. It's automatically dubbed. I found it was streaming somewhere, or I had a copy of it, and it was like it was literally like the fir- from the very like first because the opening scene is the reporter talking, and I was like, like it's kind of matching, but something's not right here. And I I didn't even like look up what the original language was for it. it yeah, it's in Spanish. Now. I hate dub. Only because I don't think dub actors are good. Well, I guess it depends. You don't really watch a lot of anime, but... I don't watch a lot of anime, though the only time I've ever seen Princess Mononoke was dub, and I hated it. Because it was like, why is Billy Bob Thornton in this? He should not be in this movie. I guess that's fair. The only I've only seen the dubbed versions of the Ghibli movies. Like I, I've seen the dubs of Spirited Away, and like sometimes like seeing hearing american people like voice japanese characters is just kind of off-putting well i think what's i think where you really start to lose it is like when you have people like screaming and emoting that's when the dub gets really weird i think for this one like after about 20 minutes like i didn't really notice it anymore because the camera is just fucking like all over the place it is. So there's there's not many like still like still moments of them just talking. So you don't really notice it after that. Yeah, this this is one where it's like okay, whatever. Like it's dubbed. Who gives a shit? It's not really about that. But I will say when I watched Pulse, like I tried to watch a dub version because it was like I gotta squeeze in this two hour movie. I, it'd be helpful if I could do like something while it's playing in the background. Play on the background, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, but anyways, yes. So I want, I got like halfway through Wreck, and then I realized this is just quarantined, but in Spanish. So I just kind of never finished it. Um, but I don't, I don't dislike them. There, it's a pleasant surprise, honestly. Uh, I will say, in terms of like having to watch a bunch of movies like in a week, seventy-five minutes is perfect for this movie. Oh, yeah, why couldn't all these fucking things be seventy-five minutes? Dude, I. We'll talk about it when we get there, but I have no idea why The Omen, Rosemary's Baby, and The Amityville Horror all need to be two hours plus. Well, I'll, see, I'll raise you one more. Why does Pulse need to be two hours? <laughs> why? To be fair, the original version that I watched is 90 minutes, but... <laughs> <laughs> no, like, I, I didn't think, like, most of, like... 
for me, it's it's an obvious like Jaws is gonna move on. Oh yeah, right. Like yeah, obviously. <laughs> I think it was good. I maybe the people that I have like spoken to hyped it up a little bit like too much, and so I like I loved like the final like moments, but I, I think like as a whole like uh when, once I basically figured out like oh they're doing a zombie movie but they don't want to call it that like I was like okay I see what you're doing. Yeah right. No I I think it's like a fun I think it's a fun movie like I def and as far as like found footage horror movies go like I th- also think it's pretty good. Um, but I mean, but what, but what do you want from me? This is like, hey, you Maine just won 15 games in a row, got into the tournament, but sorry, bud, you're playing North Carolina, you're done. <laughs> it's definitely not uh, paranormal activity. It's not. That would have beaten Jaws. Yeah, that's an easy one. Do you want to do two versus 15, or do you just want to go down the line and do eight versus nine? Uh oh yeah shoot I didn't even realize that we were doing yeah I was thinking it'd be fun to like branch to like branch it out so really we should do uh eight nine seven seven ten okay uh so that would mean the number eight versus the number nine which would be the howling versus Bong Joon Ho's the host and now this is now this is one I'm torn I still rate it to the second I don't know which one should move on yeah this. <sighs> Both of these were first-time watches for me. Same. Uh, obviously, like I knew the Howling had a reputation for like great effects in terms of like werewolf transformations. Mm, it's okay. Uh, I mean, it, so I believe it came out the same year as American Werewolf in London, and I definitely think that that is a better movie. That blows it out of the water. For me, though, like just this idea of like this werewolf commune and they're just like hanging out. I loved that, but I think the story, like as a whole, is very flimsy. Yeah, it is, but I think it kind of works for like a nice little hour and a half, kind of like cheesy little movie. I like. I don't really buy any of the like, oh, I'm traumatized and don't remember anything, and like, because like in the very beginning they're like, oh, she, this badass reporter, like nothing phases her, and then this happens, and it's like, well. Until now, she's phased and can't remember anything. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, yeah, that I aspect, I I wasn't crazy about. And plus, like, bringing back, just bringing back, like, that guy from the beginning is, like, this werewolf mastermind. Like, some of that stuff didn't work. But I, like... See, that's, that's one thing I wish they leaned into more. I guess, we're, I guess we should say, like, I, we are going, <clears throat> like, full spoilers for all of this, like... I mean, we gotta oh, be able yeah. to talk some spoilers so that we can like make I mean, some the, decisions here. The Howling's almost forty years old at this point. Okay. Well, I just like I wish they explored a little bit more about like the guy being, like, the serial killer being a werewolf. Like I kind of I do like that idea a lot. There's a lot of th- individual moments that I like a lot. See, I didn't think the reporter aspect worked, but I really love the final scene of her yeah, like exposing the- it and then like her being like shot on air i love that but then you take it to even further to then the guy in the bar who's like wow they can do anything with special effects these days <laughs> and like nobody believing it anyways i kind of like i like that it isn't the traditional like kind of mystery of like oh who's the werewolf like you see every single one of them and it's like oh yeah that person could be the werewolf and it's like 
that person could also be a werewolf, and it's like, yeah, that's because they all are. I do like, I do like the element that they're not trying to hide anything. They're just like out, oh, like, okay, it's, yep, it's werewolves. We'll we'll tantalize you a little bit, but then really they don't really hold anything back. Like I love the scene of the. I don't remember any of the characters' names, but when the girl goes to that cab, she finds Eddie's cabin, and she's like just like looking around, like that was very creepy, very eerie. Like I like that. I like the the atmosphere. Like that guy transforms into a werewolf, and it takes like it takes literally like two and a half minutes, and instead of like trying to run away, she just stands and like watches. (laughs) That's so. That's immediately following that. Yeah. I'm specifically referring to where the wolf is, like, clawing at her under the cabin and she cuts his arm off with the axe. Oh, that part's cool. I like, I like that. that. But then, yes, the scene where I'm like, uh, okay, you're going to run? You're going to do anything? Fight, maybe? Like, she she gets murdered, like, after that. And it's like, dude, you had all the time in the world to get away. I don't feel bad for you. Like, some of that, some of those effects were really cool. Like, I, I, I still think American Werewolf in London has it beat it's by better. a long shot, but... But uh, speaking of effects, the monster in The Host, I thought, is really good. Oh, really? I see. I thought it was a little... You could. There was definitely some blemishes in it. I, I don't think it holds up. Like, I don't think the effects hold up, but I love... I love that, like, the first time you see it, Bong Joon-ho is like, no, we're not going to hide in the shadows. Like, full daylight scene, the monster's just going to come out of the river and start killing people. Not only that, I love the image of it, like, hanging from the bridge, drops in the water, swims over, boom, like, we're rocking and rolling. I love, like, that opening where, like, the guy's, like, hanging like on the side of the bridge, like, going to commit suicide, and he's just, like, looking down, like, do you guys see that? I thought something was going to come out of the water and grab him. Because based on the poster, I did not at all expect the creature to look like that. I didn't either. I like the creature design. I like the way it moves. I love the thing of it, like, using its tail to, like, swing under the bridge. It grabs it with its hand, whatever you want to call it, then swings back again. I, I would say that, like, the first hour of this movie really was, like... Oh wow, this is this is great. Once they leave the sewer after the dad dies or the grandfather dies, like I think that's kind of where the movie dips a little bit because I don't. It gets a lot more into like political commentary than I was kind of anticipating. Yeah, I was. I mean, coming from Bong Joon Ho, that's not surprising at all. I just expected that to be embedded earlier, and that was going to be a through line instead of. I wouldn't say necessarily say it's shoehorned in, but it definitely becomes way more prominent at that midpoint, way more than – I, would, I wouldn't go as far as to say that it's clumsy, but um, like, you know, it definitely kind of comes out of nowhere. I definitely think that like in terms – like most of, mostly every single one of these is just straight horror, but this movie was like – it was funnier than like I was anticipating. Like the dad really is like a just a goofball, and he gets thrown. Yeah. Out. Like, I love that scene. Where, like, like it's like the most exposition heavy, but that like that's why it works because it's it's almost like he's making fun of that. Where the guy tells the doctor that like the like the virus isn't real, and then the dad just like sits up and he's like, "What? It's not real. We're good." 
I also love the scene. Like I always started laughing when the when they go to the memorial and all the pictures of the dead people and everybody just starts rolling and crying and whining on the floor. <laughs> it's almost like way too melodramatic. I I honestly, love that I, actor. I think I'm leaning towards towards the host. I think I'm going to take a bong rip on this one too and say the host. Like there there's aspects to the howling that I really like, but in terms of a complete movie, I think that the host is better. 100% to your listening audience. Check out either one and you're going to you think you're going to have a good time. So that brings us so to number five versus number 12, The Descent versus Cue the Wing Serpent. That you got to go seven and ten. Eight, nine, seven, ten. So it goes eight, nine, five, twelve. Uh, seven and ten is above two and fifteen. What am I looking at here? This is straight from the March Madness website. This is how they set up their bracket. Oh, you're going in. Oh, I see what you're doing. I was just branching it out. Like you're at eight and nine, so then you just start working out. So then you're at seven and ten, six and six and eleven, five and twelve, four and thirteen. Yeah, whatever. Hey, whatever. This is your show, man. I'm just fucking here drinking coffee. I was just going down the list. Oh, I see what you're doing. Oh, that's true. We're we are we do have our brackets set up slightly differently. I get you. No, what's the matchup? Give it to me. Uh, the Descent versus Q the Wing Serpent, and Q the Wing Serpent was a first time watch for me. Same. This is I've an easy one for me. I've seen the Descent like countless times. This is an easy one for me. It's the Descent. I love the Descent. It's in the, my top 100 movies. Like. Yeah, it's it's the Descent for me as well. Um, it's tough because like I, I really enjoyed Q the Wing Serpent. Like it's. It is literally what I love in a movie. Like it's just like cheesy and fun. And I think uh, was it David Carradine is amazing in the movie. He is really that, good. That guy who like goes in like demands that the police give him like a million dollars and like <laughs> he wants all thought... the book rights and all the photo rights to this creature. <laughs> See, I thought. I thought David Carradine was going to be the thief, and I was like, I cannot wait to see David Carradine as, like, a bad guy trying to, like, do good. doesn't play out that way, sadly. David Carradine is a by-the-books lawman. See, if there was any movie that would be remade, I'm surprised no one tried to do Q yet. Q? We'll talk about this, too, as we get a little bit further down, but Q and, like, Prophecy are primed to be remade. I could see prof- nobody really wanting to do Prophecy because it seems like more B-movie than – I think what's carrying Q is the Larry Cohen name. Yes, but like, But I think – like just like – I just think like updated, updated effects on Q, I think it would make a great movie today, honestly. I think like the effects are terrible. But for the movie, they work. Yeah, almost because it kind of sells itself on like a horror comedy, so you can sort of laugh at the effects and like kind of shrug it off. The effects are on par with the rest of the movie. I agree. I would love to see like a remake though with like a – not necessarily – 
like you can keep some humor in it, but like a little bit more of a serious tone. Like I think I I would be up for that. But just to speak on the descent real quickly, I love the atmosphere of the descent. Incredibly claustrophobic feeling, very tight, gives me chills every time. So uh what keeps the descent from being a like perfect movie for me? I just I can't get behind the creatures. I just don't really like them. Oh, really? Yeah. There's there's some like true like so I watched this uh with my fiance Autumn and her first time ever watching this. And there, like, there were moments in that movie where, like, she had to stop, like, watching and, like, look away because it's just, like, it's too intense. Like, like all, like, the the in tight tight in closes of them crawling through tunnels and, like, if you're if you are someone that's claustrophobic, this movie will really get to you. Which I am, and it does. I will say, like, so which version did you watch, or have you seen both versions of The Descent? You're referring to the alternate ending, right? Yeah, so in the director's cut, that is the ending where they, I guess they, he kind of like they ba- he basically was like, okay, I'll give you a more like upbeat ending that you're looking for. Uh, so I'm trying to think, right? They reworked it so that she lives, but the real ending is that she's sort of hallucinating, right? And is still in the cave. Yeah, and the real ending, she hallucinates getting out, and it like ends with her like sitting and her like light goes out and you can just hear all the crawlers like coming towards her yeah okay almost like a 47 meters down that's probably what they were going for yeah (laughs) i guess i would say 47 meters was trying to mimic uh the descent now there's some there's some great moments in the descent that i had forgotten about like when that girl that's like a little overzealous like falls and like breaks her leg and they have to like fucking push the bone back in. Oh yeah. Mm. I also love like I love the night camera in that too. Like being able to see the creatures crawling around and they can like I I just love the descent. I think it's a very well executed horror movie. This is that's Neil Marshall, right? It is. Who did yeah. Dog Soldiers, which is coming up. Oh, we'll talk about that one. <laughs> I saw your four star rating. We'll see about that. Hey. All right, so I guess moving on here, uh, number four versus number thirteen. I this this is going to be one of the easier matchups, unless you're really going to shock me here. But we've got Dawn of the Dead versus Prophecy. And I, I mean, like, I just did a review on Prophecy. I love it. I think it's like if you cut twenty minutes and you get to the bear stuff sooner, it's probably a lot more fun. It probably takes it from like a three and a half to like a four and a half, where you can just kind of have this b-movie fun but like like dawn of the dead is a perfect movie for me yeah way better i mean like i said prophecy it's a soft spot hey all you mainers out there listening watch prophecy it's set in maine filmed with in some, canada but yes yeah filmed in canada <laughs> and some parts in california <laughs> <laughs> but based in maine you get terrible pronunciations like andrew skaggin and things like that but they do pronounce katahdin correctly they do, which is – I love that the spirit bear is named Katahdin. <laughs> I love that, like, the poster is, like, this just mutant thing. That it's, like, it's supposed to be part of every phase of evolution, and then you get to it, and it's like, nah, fuck it. It's just a bear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, did you or did you not think that camp scene was Jurassic World ripped that off? Yeah, no, they did, but that scene is great. 
I I like that scene. It's like very tense and like I think the do you know how they did the bears? Is it animatronic? It is a man in a suit. Okay, so the suit so the big mama bear is a man in a suit, but the but the babies was that animatronics or puppets or something? Probably puppets. Yeah, okay. I mean, I think those look disgustingly good. Those look those look good. Uh I I also think like the uh the mutant bear like looks pretty good. I I mean, I don't think so, too. I don't have any complaints about that. There's a lot of stuff that feels very clumsy in prophecy like um have you have you put the audio version of prophecy on your podcast yet or is that is that one a video review only that is a video i'm trying to figure out with spotify because i i got anchor is now doing like you can upload video podcasts so i'm looking to just like instead of extracting the audio then redoing everything and putting it up that way just doing like video podcasts that go right to spotify and then you can choose if you want video or audio oh that's cool and so, like, for for prophecy, for me, like the big thing was like, there's just too much plot. There's yeah, there is much, a lot of plot. Too much plot that just becomes unnecessary. Yeah, I think you need to pick one. Like, do you want to do like this conflict with natives? Okay, explore that. A guy that's about to have a kid that doesn't want kids? Explore that. <laughs> like, pick a route. Pick a lane. Cut half an hour of this movie. This would be a five-star movie if the movie ends with uh, the girl from Rocky back like, in the in the hospital. Like, she's pregnant, but she's eating the tainted fish, and she just bursts like this mutant bear. <laughs> <laughs> bursts like from Alien? That'd be yeah, good. Yeah, it just comes right out of her. And it's or like, better oh, yet, or they adopt one of those infant bears, and now you got Stuart Little. Well, you can't have that. The man hates babies. <laughs> and then Dawn of the Dead, I watched the extended cut this time. Uh, it's like two and a half hours, but it's, oh, wow. it's still like, I love it. I need to go back and rewatch that. I, I had so many things to watch. I was like, I would like to rewatch Dawn, but I just didn't have time. And then, like, like given the matchup, I mean, it's, it is what it is. Like, I don't say think anyone was like, if you're like, prophecy is better than Dawn of the Dead, it'd be like, people would stop watching. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's just some things, you know, some things are just clear winners. You know, what can I say? Speaking of clear winners, number six versus number eleven, we have Nosferatu versus The Mist, and. If you're asking for my like straight opinion right now, this is the first upset. This is okay. So, oh, so we had a technical one in the host, but right. But eight and nine. So this this is the first big way. upset because I I would pick the mist over Nosferatu. I think I would also pick the mist. Nothing against nothing against Nosferatu. Um, I like I rewatch. I just watched it for the first time actually the other night and. There are there are elements that I like a lot. I do like the score quite a bit, which is good because it's all you got to go on. And I do like some of the coloring stuff that they do, but I I mean like I love the look of Nosferatu. I think Max Shrek is like great in that role. But that's really all the movie has for me. Like it feels weirdly long for an hour and a half. 
Yeah, it, it does feel really long. And then given that we have, like, uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula coming up, like, for me, that's just the clear, that is the clear, like, vampire movie to move on. And, like, I agree. Nosferatu is, is good. You know, it just turned 100 years old, like, three days ago. Yeah, HBD. For a hundred year old movie, I think it's still like pretty effective. Especially when they do like casting like his shadow like on the wall as he's creeping up the stairs. Like that stuff really works. And but it's 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 one of those movies where there are parts that work, but the mist, like the whole thing just works. Yeah, I like the mist. Especially if you ever get a chance to see the black and white cut, absolutely go for it. I, I in, still have need to watch the black and white. Well, cut. so what's really what's really good what's really effective about the black and white cut is that it hides it hides some of the poor CGI really well, and then it then it sort of gives it like this old timey like creature from the Black Lagoon Wolfman era feel to it while still being like modern and like gory, violent, creepy. Like I love the mist. The Mist is great. The Mist is great. All right. Now we can get into it. Uh, number three versus number 14. Creature from the Black Lagoon versus Dog Soldiers. Well, all I'll say is if the if Dog Soldiers upsets your favorite movie, I'm going to be shocked. <laughs> I, I mean, it's Creature from the Black Lagoon for me. But, like, you know, I have the creature tattoo. I have original like negative stills from the movie i love it it's like if i was going based on like just what i love like creature from the black lagoon is a final four easy but you know it had an easy matchup i like dog soldiers is not at all what i wanted it to be but i liked what it is it's not what <clears throat> it's not what I wanted at all, and I think I think I'm a little bitter about it. I'm not gonna lie. I was really hoping for like some kind of military experiment that turned them into soldiers, like that turned them into werewolf soldiers, and they had oh, to go fight something. But like, that given cool. that it's it's more or less like a survival movie, like I liked it, but I it's not oh. what I wanted. Oh, you wanted them – They the soldiers are turned into werewolves and were go off, sent off to fight something bigger and badder? Yeah, like as like a – That would have been badass. Like it's like a like a covert military operation. They get turned into werewolves as part of an experiment to go fight this other thing. Yeah, that would have been cool. I think some of the – it had to have been budgetary. It's just so much of this is so dark and like – the camera is, like, moving a lot. I feel like they were trying to hide some of the werewolf effects in it, which some of the I, stuff um, they do have looks good. It looks creep terrifying. I do like the werewolves in it. I won't lie. Due to time crunch, I watched the last half at 1.5 speed. Um, you weren't missing much. <laughs> it does make the it a lot jittery, and... People with very thick British accents, it's it's hard to understand at 1.5 speed, but I think I got the gist of it. Yeah, the gist is that if you had moved this on, you'd have to get a dog shoulders tattoo over your creature tattoo. <laughs> Basically, Sir Davos knew that there was werewolves the whole time, and his job is to bring them back, is what I got. Oh, the, and the girl is a werewolf. That's her family, so 
Yeah. Spoiler. I think I got it. Yeah. I guess an unintentional, like, Neil Marshall double bill in the, the creature category. It should have been more, like, an even more, like, Assault on Precinct 13, but with werewolves. I would have been fine with that, too. Yeah. That would have been cooler. But I think the move is, like, it's like Predator, but with werewolves. Like, you send these elite super soldiers who turn into werewolves into the forest for a mission. And what they end up fighting is something that's, like, well beyond their means. That would have been cool. That's, is that ever been done? Anything like that? Uh, Well, there's a sequel to Dog Soldiers, so I don't know what happens there, but... See, that almost sounds like... uh, What was that... Uh, shit, what was that... It was sort of like a Nazi zombie movie that came out where they were making super soldiers out of, like, the zombie serum. Came out a couple years ago. God, I don't remember. I think it was, like, produced by, like, J.J. Abrams or something. The only Nazi zombie movie that I can think of is Dead Snow. It's not Dead Snow. That's literal zombie Nazi zombies. Yes. Uh, no, I can't think of the title at the moment. Anywho. I w- dude, going through these, like, I think I'm, I have a new segment for the show where, like, just sequels that, like, shouldn't have been made. For like for no fucking reason. Like we got a dog soldier sequel. There's a descent sequel. Uh there's multiple wreck movies. Like Yeah, multiple wrecks. And then I think the Howling got sequel. The Howl the Howling has several sequels. Uh you know, Jeepers Creepers has sequels. Uh oh, Rosemary's Baby has a sequel. Does it really? Rosemary's yes, Todd Rosemary's Toddler? It was a made-for-TV movie about, like, the kid that, as a grown-up. No, thanks. <laughs> it's a whole movie available on YouTube. You can watch it. No, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so, moving on. Um, I wouldn't, I'm not going to say this is a tough matchup, but, like, it's definitely a very nostalgic matchup. Uh, these are two movies that I have loved since I was a kid. One of them is a little problematic for obvious reasons. Uh, number seven versus number ten, Dracula versus Jeepers Creepers. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a clear win for Dracula for me. I love Jeepers Creepers, but like, Dracula is just such a better film. No love for pedos for me. Dracula all the way. <laughs> <laughs> to make it no, like, I... even even crazier. He made Jeepers Creepers after getting out of jail. I know. That is insane. That should not have – like, it, I, I feel like I could justify, like, loving the movie if he had made it, like, before it all came out. And it's like, oh, well, you know, they didn't know. But then it's like, no, he made it after going to jail. Wasn't, like, even in spite of all that, didn't Francis Ford Coppola still, like, love this guy and funded so, his career, essentially? So it's funny that they're paired together because Victor Salva is, like, his prodigy. Mm-hmm. And, like, there's a lot of, like, speculation that Fred Ford Coppola knew and just, like, didn't say anything and just let it happen. Classic Hollywood tale. Similar to how, like, four people that accused Kevin Spacey of sexual misconduct are now dead. Like... <laughs> Hard to... Hard to swallow that one. <clears throat> but 
the original Jeepers Creepers, I think, works as like a fun creature movie. I do love the design of Jeepers Creepers like a lot, except for when he takes like his hat off and he has like all this wispy hair. I love the wispy hair. I'm not crazy makes about him, that. Makes him look more like a pedophile. <laughs> he needs a uh, he needs to just commit to the ball brotherhood once and for all. <laughs> And then Dracula obviously gets the Keanu Reeves bad rap, which I still don't, like, I I still am not going to say a bad thing about Keanu Reeves in that movie. Oh, it's terrible, but that's not why I'm, that's not what I'm watching this for. You're watching for Gary Oldman. I'm saying I'm watching for that sexy-ass Gary Oldman. He makes be, he a great Dracula. He's, a, he's very good at being, like, menacing. Your friend, D. <laughs> And then our final matchup, which for me is tightly contested, but probably not for someone else. Uh, the number two versus the number 15 is Alien versus Rawhead Rex. And for me, it's Rawhead Rex, but... You're an idiot. <laughs> Look, if you asked me, like, any day of the week, Hey, do you want to watch Alien or do you want to watch Rawhead Rex? I pretty much am always going to be like, oh yeah, I'd rather watch Rawhead Rex. Well, shorter runtime. I also just like am not an Alien fan. Oh really? Like, Aliens is Aliens is the movie for me. I don't really care Aliens for Alien. I like Alien. I like those like one setting kind of creeping around. See, it's an Aliens like. It's another one of those movies where it, it, there's not enough going on for it to justify, like, two hours. Alien feels like a horror movie to me where Aliens feels like action-adventure with horror. It's almost like Stephen Summers' The Mummy. And I love Stephen Summers' The Mummy, so... Yeah, it's amazing. It top, one of my top 100 love, movies. Why I would love Aliens. Plus, like, Ridley Scott is just such a cunt. <laughs> I mean, he does suck. I won't. I, I won't take that from you. But I love. I love aliens. I think. I don't think Raw Rawhead Rex isn't bad. Like I love the look of Rawhead Rex. It's good. He's a. It's awesome. I just think everything else surrounding it's not that fun. You don't love the Irish family that constantly drops their accents. <laughs> I. Well, I must <laughs> be getting home for supper. Like, I noticed it in the second scene. Like, the dad had dropped his accent, and it's like, wait a second, you're supposed to be Irish. Yeah, fuck it, we're just moving along here. The dad, like, just tells his daughter to go piss behind some rock, and Rawhead Rex takes her. Like, that's great. <laughs> now, there's some good, there is some interesting stuff in it. Like I said, I think the design of Rawhead Rex is a lot of fun. It's, like, very stupid and dumb, and but, like, it's hard not to love, but... And pissing on a priest, I mean, come on. That's good. Plus, like, uh, so I, I guess, like, Clive Barker's, like, one of his biggest problems with it is that, like, his, I guess his original source material really dives into, like, how it's, like, like, powerful women, like, women's femininity, like, that's what defeats Rawhead Rex. And, like, the movie chooses to use that as how it defeats him, but it doesn't talk about it at all the rest of the movie. And then isn't there something, one weird line where someone's like, 
it had to be a woman all along. <laughs> Which, like, I definitely feel like they filmed that, like, afterwards because they realized, like, wait a second. None of this makes any sense. <laughs> and so they just filmed that line. And they're like, perfect. Cut it together. I also – I do love – I'll tell you what. If there's any church in the world that actually has rawhead wrecks in their stained glass windows, I might go to that church. I like – that like so okay, I guess there's that moment early on where like he won't kill the pregnant woman, like because she's pregnant. Oh, oh, we're supposed to read into that. I, <laughs> I'm giving the movie the benefit of the doubt to say that it's better <laughs> than Alien. There was definitely something about like pregnancy you could tell, but yeah, uh, unlike similar, I guess I mean maybe even similar to the dad from the prophecy, Rawhead Rex is not like babies either. No, true. Very true. And then he just, like, for no reason decides to smash up all, the, like, the china in that people's house. I like that. That's good. <laughs> I think my favorite scene, though, is, like, that babysitter, like, that girl who's, like, watching her younger brother and, like, her boyfriend's over. And he's, like, trying to fuck this girl while her little brother is in the room. And he's just like, no, let's just go to the woods. And then Rawhead Rex kills them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, it's it's kind of fun, but there's no way it's better than Alien. Plus, Alien vs. Dracula is a way better matchup. If you really wanted to make me sweat, Rawhead Rex vs. Creature from the Black Lagoon is how you do it. That's true. But there's Be- no way... Ra- Rawhead Rex beats Dracula. Creature from the Black Lagoon. There's no way the Rawhead Rex beats Dracula. There's no fucking way. Well, Sorry, Davidson, your end runs here. Mark it here. March 6, 2022, Cinema's dead. Rawhead Rex loses to Alien. Uh, they just couldn't find that magic to move him on. No Florida Gulf Coast this year. Ugh, not in this side. All right, let's lead me into the... Now, this is where we get into some interesting territory. I think the paranormal side of this has the most interesting matchups and like the biggest chance for some upsets oh i would say i would think body has the biggest chance for upset <laughs> maybe not well i i say paranormal because like i i've seen all of these like the body horror category was like my biggest blind spots actually i think slasher is where you're gonna see more upsets um maybe it's, possible. But it's only probably it's probably because we only we did our numbering terribly for <laughs> the slashers, so they're just gonna come out that way. Yeah, go check out uh, our podcast of how we came up with all these, and you will see that it literally is as random as it sounds. So yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is more of a way just to talk about sixty four movies than it is to actually like determine which one's the best. Um. Okay. First thing about paranormal. I don't know where these guys are getting off. Way too long of run times. I so I I touched on this briefly like during uh my prophecy review, but things like Rosemary's Baby, Amityville Horror, even like The Exorcist and uh, Poltergeist and The Omen, like I feel like it's just a time period where like horror wasn't very well respected, so it was like you basically had to make it more of a family drama and then just add horror elements to it. 
That's true. I guess a ton of these are really family dramas, and you boil like, them like down. Rosemary's Baby is literally just like a, it's literally like a pregnancy drama, with a scene of Satan raping her. Like, that's yeah. <laughs> that's Rosemary's Baby in a nutshell. Yes. Rosemary's Baby is the perfect movie to watch at 1.5 speed because like nothing fucking happens for two hours and 15 minutes. <laughs> she has some pain. That's about it. She has some pain, yes. Uh, so we can kick it off. Uh, number one, number 16, The Shining versus Sinister. <sighs> Sinister is a personal favorite, but it's not better than The Shining. No, I mean, The Shining is like, this is considered like one of the greatest movies ever made, let alone a horror movie ever made. Like, how can you compete against that? Which I, Sinister was a pleasant surprise when I saw it. I don't remember the supernatural villain's name. It's got a creepy name. It's, um, I didn't think it had a creepy, it's like, oh, it's Bagul. That's not a creepy name? Not, not really. Bagul? Isn't that, isn't that a character from the Jungle Book? Sounds like a character for like, from the Sopranos. Bagul. <laughs> I think I ate that at the Olive Garden the other night. Very Italian demon. <laughs> yeah, no, it's got to be The Shining, obviously. What we got next? Oh, number eight versus number nine, Possession versus Poltergeist. So let's see. This is it's Sunday, March 6th at quarter to nine in the morning, Mountain Standard Time. I just finished this movie an hour ago. What the fuck is this movie? Dude. I got a lot of processing to do still. I I watched – I've seen Poltergeist before. On my like attempted rewatch, I fell asleep. Like I think this movie is just fucking boring. I, I don't get why everyone like loves Poltergeist and why it's referred to as like one of the best horror movies. Like Poltergeist is boring. I, yeah. I don't care. Maybe I it's mean, the like, Hooper the name. Scene, the scene at the end? No, it's it's most definitely the Steven Spielberg connection. Oh yeah, good point. Yeah, like it it doesn't it doesn't really feel like a Toby Hooper movie. It definitely feels like a Steven Spielberg movie. And I mean, I like the scene at the end, like where like the the burial ground is like all flooded and like all the, she's swimming with all the bodies. Like I like that stuff. But I, I think the effects have not aged well. Like the hand coming out of the TV screen, like mm. looked real goofy. So for me, like it's it's Possession, which is a movie that I still don't think I understand or like. Yeah, there's well, there's certainly way more to chew on for the Possession than Poltergeist. There's a lot more to this movie than I was expecting. Um. A I'll tell you what. Scenes like a lot of very memorable stuff in this movie. I'll tell you what. The second I knew I did no idea what I was in for was when they introduced a tentacle creature in the in the derelict apartment. Yeah. That's that's when I was like, this is nothing like what I could have imagined. I thought it was gonna be like a 
man and wife with problems. She seems to be a little off after he comes back from a trip. I wonder what's going on. A I mean, lot there's is the answer. There's a some of that, but on. I mean, it's definitely <clears throat> definitely an interesting study. Um, I, I read that this guy wrote this going through a divorce, so that's pretty obvious. <laughs> a little evident. He's got it's a some bit relationship obvious. problems to deal with. Uh, very interesting to see Sam Neill in it. Very interesting to see Sam Neill as like an asshole. Hmm. Also, yeah, that too. Like one of like like one of those opening scenes where they're at like the restaurant and he's just like shouting at her and like throwing her around and like he slaps her. It's like oof. Yeah, not to mention like slamming chairs around. The editing in this is very like loose. Because I think it goes from, like, I think it literally goes from, like, him slamming chairs to then immediately him having, like, heroin withdrawals on a bed to immediately, like, he's back in a suit and is picking his kid up from school. So he, like, goes on, like, this alcohol bender and, like, decides that, like, no, 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 we have to stay together. And then so he, like, goes to her house. Now, I definitely like the – I do like the idea of – um. Like, him being, like, so, like, obsessed with her and trying to, like, bring her in while she's trying to, like, push him away. I do like that element quite a bit. But there's some, like, weird – some really weird shit, dude. Her in the subway tunnel, like, screaming and, like, for, like, two minutes to then slink on the ground and there's just, like, ooze pouring out of her. And, like, literally out of her and then, like, down her, like, face and shit. Like, so I, I had seen that scene, and I did not know that it was in this movie. Oh, really? And so, I mean, like, the relationship stuff, like, that's pretty surface level. Like, that's, like, you can grasp onto that. The body double stuff, like, I, I'm lost at. Like, I don't know, like, like all the, like, the doppelgangers and, like, what what they're trying to do with that are just like i oh really i oh i thought that was pretty evident oh my god that's so embarrassing zach (laughs) well to me it just seemed very obvious like they clearly hate each other so the idea of like a body double like they're way more it's like the ideal version of that person like when you see helen the teacher like she's very calm very like collected very beautiful uh, not having chaotic episodes. I would and then, consider that like as part of the relationship stuff. I get that stuff, but it's more like how the movie ends. I'm just like, wait, wait, what? Yeah, well, yeah, I almost kind of got like uh, uh, annihilation vibes at the end. A little bit. Like where they're both changed and now the eyes are different colors. Have you ever have you ever seen the movie um the one I love? Mm-mm. So it's it's kind of like a high concept like science fiction single location movie, and it centers around uh, so Elizabeth Moss and uh, one of the Duplass brothers, I think Mark Duplass. Oh, I know you're talking about, but I haven't seen it. Yeah, so like they go to this house where they find like exact replicas of themselves are there, and like they're like the ideal version of themselves. So like they're attracted the opposites Mm -hmm. and like so like the movie ends with the stinger of like 
Mark Duplass and Elizabeth Moss escapes, but when they get home, like, Mark Duplass isn't sure if it's the real Elizabeth Moss or is it the doppelganger? And it leaves you with, like, oh, which one is it? And, like, that's, it kind of feels like, like that at the end of the movie. Like, which one is it? Like, no, like, I guess knowing that it's not, like, the original ones. Like, both of them are dead. Yes. Mm, yeah, it kind of seems like the worst versions of themselves sort of killed each other. But now, like, these doppelgangers, assumedly have crimes, like, that they have to pay for. Sam Neill, uh, definitely. Well, yeah, for sure. So, Possession, moving on. It's it's. I definitely need to rewatch it when I'm not under a time crunch to watch a lot of things. I agree with that. So now, number five versus number twelve, uh, Evil Dead versus The Fog. John Carpenter's The Fog. Mm-hmm. Which is fine. Yeah, it's okay. Maybe even a little less than fine. <laughs> like, <clears throat> we got Captain Blake right here. I like Captain Blake. He's cool. I like the look of, like, the creatures, but, like, I... I, I was just kind of like, oh, yeah, that was fun. But it hasn't, like, stuck with me. There's nothing about it that, like, makes me eager to want to go watch it again. It's very easy to digest. Not a lot happening. Very easy to follow. Um, interesting that he named one of the characters Nick Castle. A little bit, yeah. Yeah, that was interesting. Jamie Lee Curtis comes back, obviously. Yep, Jamie Lee Curtis is back. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I would say I I mind the fog. I just, I mean, it's 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 Evil Dead here. I mean, Evil Dead's great. Yeah, it's it's not Evil Dead. I'll say that. No, Evil. I mean, Evil Dead's incredible. I mean, shot on a shoestring budget over a like over some weekends, uh, which is super impressive when you see like. I think some of the effects are good in it. I mean, Evil Dead is like way more is way more. I would say Evil Dead is way more fun. Like when you compare these two, like I'm gonna say the fun factor way heavier over Evil Dead. I also just think like from just from a technical level, the Evil Dead is just way more impressive. It does a lot like it does a lot more with a lot less. Oh, absolutely. And plus, like, I mean, it's it's the Evil Dead. So, yeah, it's like uh, one of those cooking shows where they give you minimal ingredients and you got to make a you got to make a beautiful meal. That's Evil Dead. Evil Dead is basically Chop Champions. <laughs> yeah, fucking crown them right now. Oh, here we go. Number four versus number twelve, a film that was possibly ranked a bit too high. Uh, we have The Omen versus the ring uh the original japanese version what do you mean four verse 13 yes four versus 13 okay the ring is ranked <laughs> at 13 um i say it's got to be the omen only because ringu sucks i wouldn't say that it like it sucks it's just like it's just kind of eh. i would say it sucks 
it's got a lot of potential to do like anything. Like there's so many shots where characters are framed in such a way that like all the time I'm waiting, I'm like, okay, I'm going to see something creepy appear over that shoulder. Like I'm waiting for it the whole time and it doesn't do it at all. I will say like the last five minutes I really like. Like once she discovers that like the curse isn't broken, you can literally you literally just have to pass it on. And like Which I like that idea. It's so clumsy though. I will say like their plan of like, hey, let's just like throw buckets of water in and out of this well until we like discover the body. Like, why wouldn't you just buy a pair of goggles? Save the money for the the two buckets and just buy a pair of goggles for you to dig to dive into the water and look for the body. Yeah, true. Or maybe call up a couple buddies, say, "Hey, we gotta pull some water out of a well. Can we get more than four arms on this job?" <laughs> like it's just it's such a stupid plan. <laughs> it is hey, pretty we're bad. on like a we're on like a four hour time crunch. Let's buy not even a five-gallon pail. This is like a two-gallon bucket, and we're just going to like haul them out one at a time. Not only that, how perfect is that that house was built up to cover perfectly cover the well? <laughs> I also like – I get it. Like I'm not trying to like make any broad generalizations here, but like throughout the movie, you know, she doesn't seem like – a real uh, weight lifter, let's say, right? She's yeah. a fairly petite and thin woman. Why are, Why is your plan for her the one to, like, pull them all out of this well? <laughs> yeah, you're guessing good questions. I just think there's a lot of problems with the movie. Specifically, like, well, first off, she's a terrible mother. So that's kind of hard to relate to her. Like the idea yeah, of like the, the the son seeing the tape should be like way more influential than it is. It's like he sees it and we're like, oh shit, he just watched the tape. What's gonna happen? Well, nothing's gonna happen. You're gonna go stay with Papa, and you're just gonna be forgotten about. Sorry, bud. So like, not only is she like a terrible mother, but he's a terrible dad. Oh, awful. <laughs> like, my favorite part is when they're like. Oh, shouldn't you get home to your to the sun? And she's like, no, nah, he's used to being alone. I'm like, <laughs> what? <laughs> like, how often are you leaving this fucking eight-year-old just at home by himself? It was also weird. Like, the first time that the dad and the kid cross each other, and they just, like, look at each other in the rain and carry on, I was like, oh, that's clearly a boyfriend that the son doesn't like. No, that's his dad. <laughs> like, I, I guess, like, maybe you could interpret it as, like, he doesn't know that that's his dad, or, like, the man, like, wanted nothing to do with him, so... I don't know. Like, the whole, like, backstory to who this woman is, like, in the video, like, I didn't care about. Also very sloppy. It's like, oh, magically this guy also has ESP, so he can, like, figure all this out. Yeah. Uh, I'll tell you what. If we put Gore Verbinski's The Ring on here, I think you got more of, an, a, more of a matchup and something to – I do – like, I do think the American remake is better. I just think it's way creepier. It's got way more atmosphere to it, like, and they actually, like, utilize horror throughout it instead of being, like – 
like I said, I was literally expecting like, okay, this girl's been cursed. Like she's going to see creepy images. Weird things are going to happen as she's trying to figure out. That's not at all. Yeah, think again. I do – I read like this thing online that was like – it was like, oh, the ring is – it's it's a metaphor for like – like uh, technology spreading through like Japan and like the detriments of that. And it's like you're giving this movie a lot more credit than it deserves. I don't think it's trying to do that. That's more pulse than anything. A little bit. I mean, I think so. I I think The Omen is the better movie, but I also think that The Omen is like too fucking long. And yeah, like, I mean, you got coming at two hours. I also just think the general premise of the beginning is ridiculous. Of like, hey, uh, so your wife's baby died. We're gonna give you this one. Just don't tell her. And it's like, <laughs> what? <laughs> Who the fuck would agree to that? <laughs> Yeah, I'll give you that for sure. But it's gotta be—I think it's just gotta be the only because Ringu is such a dud. You got two shitty toys to play with. I guess I'm gonna play with the one that works. <laughs> I, I mean, like I like some of the like the effect stuff and like the deaths in the Omen. I like like, and I and I do like the ending. Mm-hmm. It's just like the like the deaths just feel like too goofy to be in this movie, like that like sheet of glass that falls out of that truck and just like cuts that guy's head off and it's like this does not belong in this movie. <laughs> so that brings us to oh what is it number six versus number eleven. Six versus eleven. What do we got here? Blair Witch versus The Wailing. Now, which, this is an interesting one. Admittedly, I did not watch The Wailing. Which is too bad, because if this were up to me solely, The Wailing would move on over The Blair Witch. I just – I find that hard to believe. I know you do, because you haven't seen it yet. <laughs> should, I no. just, should I quickly read the Wikipedia plot synopsis, and then it's like no. I've seen the movie? No. Is there, like, a crazy um, twist at the end of The Wailing that's like, oh, my God. I wouldn't say it's, like, crazy and hard to see, but, like, see coming. But, no, it's more just, like, I think the atmosphere of it's very good. It's same thing with The Blair Witch, too. Like, they both have that going for them. Um, I just think, like, possessed children are naturally creepy to me, so that's always, like, a plus. Um. And honestly, and when I saw it too, like it was a very pleasant surprise, which those always tend to stick well with me. Like when I don't expect something and I and it's I enjoy it like a lot that I'm like telling it to people about it. Like I guess that's hard to so maybe there's a bit of my own bias coming into this. It's, but I could also see like why the Blair Witch would move on. Like I mean, it's shit, tough that's for like, me because like the Blair Witch Project is like one of my favorite movies. I mean, it's a cultural phenomenon at the time. Uh, I mean, it literally started a whole subgenre of horror. Like, hard to... I'll tell you what, you don't get wrecked without Blair Witch. That's true. You definitely do not get paranormal activity without Blair Witch. And you don't get paranormal activity without Blair Witch. And what would we do without Paranormal Activity 4? Yeah, or even the new one that just came out. <laughs> Which is good. I watched it. 
I'm, I'm kind of curious about the new one, actually. No, I'm I'm fine with Blair Witch moving on. Um, I just I just love the wailing. And get, do do yourself a favor and watch it. I mean, I think you will like it. I'm sure I'll like it, but like, it's also set in like a mountain town, uh, which is cool. There's like a there's also sort of like a memories of murder vibe going on, where there's like a detective trying to figure out what's going on in this town, like why all these like weird things are happening to these children and to these people. Yeah, I, mean, I like I, it. I will but definitely try to watch it. It's on Shutter, I believe. So that but brings Blair Witch, us. Blair Witch, Blair Witch is moving on. Blair Witch moves on. And so that brings us to our number three versus number fourteen, which is uh the classic Roman Polanski movie, Rosemary's Baby, versus uh the Babadook, which was. An unexpected surprise from a few years ago. Be completely honest with you. This one, see the mist was at eleven. This has got to be the biggest upset for me. I think the Babadook over Rosemary's Baby, honestly. Yeah, as I alluded to earlier, uh, I don't think Rosemary's Baby is that good. Um, I I like Rosemary's Baby. Don't get me wrong, by any means. I just think like. The Babadook was such a just such a pleasant hit, came out of nowhere, like genuinely a genuinely creepy movie. I think it handles grief amazing. Rosemary's baby, you know, like uh, uh the uncertainties of motherhood, like I don't know, maybe it just doesn't hit that well to me. I I love the Babadook. I haven't seen it since it came out. Um for me, like for Rosemary's baby, it's just like You've ruined everything by, like, showing us that scene of the cult members performing the ritual and, like, Satan, like, sleeping with her. Mm-hmm. Like, you've, you've ruined it all at that point. Like, there's now, like, there's no mystery because we know, A, that her husband's in on it, that the neighbors are a part of it. So now, like, every interaction that they have, you know, is not genuine. And so, like... You know, like, all the people that she doesn't trust, you know that she can't trust them anyway. So, like, it, 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 there's no suspense, like, at all because you know more than she does and you shouldn't. Yeah. Now, I would – now, it would be interesting to, like, you know, go back in time and kind of explore this because, you know, with, with movies from, like, what, the early 70s, late 60s? I think it's 69. Okay, so I think at the time, <laughs> nice. So I think at the time it's very groundbreaking, but so I think like you know we've got what almost fifty years of horror moving on. Like for us now, to everything that we've seen, and then you try to go back and watch Rosemary's Baby, like them, the whole thing of them trying to pass it off, like oh maybe I just dreamt that I had this crazy sex dream with Satan. Like I just like, then, like seeing it, seeing it now, like like, oh, yeah, well, like, I know you want a kid, so, like, I just raped you, basically. Yeah. I, it's, I don't think you can buy that that was just a dream. Like, knowing everything you know about where horror movies go, it's like, okay, there's no fucking way that was a dream, obviously. So, yeah, I think you're right. Like, it does sort of, uh, like, hinder it a bit. Now, maybe back in time you go back, maybe that's fooling people then, but not, not today. I almost, like... 
I almost wonder if it would be more interesting for like so the baby's born like at the very end and like I feel like that's the most interesting part. Like the ending is the most interesting part where like she knows this baby is a product of the devil. It's crying, but like her motherly instincts take over and she tries to comfort it anyways. And like I almost feel like that's way more interesting than the whole two hours and 14 minutes leading up to it. I like that. I like that being the ending. Cause I'm not sure as if I really care about like her raising the son of Satan. Like, I just like the twist of like her dreading all of this all the way up. And then it's like, well shit, here it is. It's still technically my baby and I'm going to care for it. Boom. This movie's over. Like, I do like that great ending. It's just when I'm comparing this, when I'm comparing this to the Baba Duke, right? And now we're talking about, uh, I, I don't know. There's just like so many other factors. If you set the legacy of Rosemary's Baby aside, and let's let's just like let's just talk about like fun for a minute. I think the Baba Duke's a lot of fun. Plus, you want to talk about like, the grief of motherhood? I mean, fucking Baba Duke. Yeah, I mean. It definitely does a lot of what Rosemary's Baby is doing, but better. Yeah. And in a lot less time, too. And in a lot less time. About 45 minutes less. <laughs> I like the Babadook. I'll, I defend the Babadook. There's a lot of people out there, Zach, that don't like the Babadook. Well, there's a lot of people out there that don't like Rawhead Rex, either. And yeah, those people well, are wrong. <laughs> those are wrong head Rex, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, here we go. This this will be a good one. Number we seven advanced? versus number ten. The Amity Are we advancing? Order. Wait, sorry. Oh, we're yeah. advancing with the Babadook? The Babadook is advancing over <sighs> Rosemary's Baby. <sighs> Take that, Indiana State. We're moving on. Yeah. Fuck you. I just... I don't... I don't see it. I just don't see Rosemary's Baby, like... It's you're po- it's quite possible that it is just a product of the time and like we will never get it because we weren't around for that. Yeah, true. Similar, I think similar to another movie that is coming up. So exactly, I I agree. Uh, but our number seven versus our number ten matchup is the Amityville Horror versus The Sixth Sense. And I had never seen the Amityville Horror, and if you had asked me prior. Which one I just advancing just based on like reputation alone? I'd say, oh, the Amityville Horror is gonna move on. But after watching it, I don't care if I ever see that movie again. That's interesting. I would have thought that the Sixth Sense would have been the obvious one here. Well, I definitely like the Sixth Sense more. And Same. I, I think the Amityville Horror could also fall into this thing where like at the time. Maybe this truly was, like, really spooky and, like, oh, my God, what's going on here? But to a modern audience, it's dull. Like, there's I do there's have a friend who saw exciting it. Here. I have a friend who I was talking to it about, and she said she saw it as a kid and it terrified her <clears throat> yeah, to I no mean, that's, end. That's probably, like, the age to see it, I guess. Like, probably being in my mid-20s and seeing all that I have seen, that numbs the senses so to speak but if you're watching this at like seven or eight years old and like 
Yeah, I could see this being like a little more terrifying. Not to mention Ghost Pig. Well, too whimsical, maybe. Maybe. Though the red eyes is cool, but a fucking ghost pig. I also like. I also don't like. So the movie ends with them like leaving the house, and then there's like, oh, the movie ends. Oh, they got away and they never came back. Oh, cool. Like, <laughs> great. <laughs> It's, yeah, how did they tell someone they were like, yeah, there was this massive ghost pig outside my daughter's window? I mean, I love, like, so the remake with Ryan Reynolds, which I also don't think is very good, but at least, like, it explores what I wish this movie did, which was, like, so the, a man goes crazy, hears, like, whispers in the house, becomes, like, possessed by something, and then tries to, and then, like, murders his family kills everyone in the house and like this movie like doesn't even like go near that like that's what i thought like george was going to become possessed he was going to try to kill everyone that's there which is what they do in the remake like ryan reynolds becomes possessed and tries to kill everyone and like this movie is literally just like spooky things happen we get tired of spooky things happening so we leave <laughs> that's a natural thing to do I had a, like George definitely becomes, like, different. Like, he becomes, like, a lot angrier and a lot more aggressive. But, like, it never feels, like, to the point that he's, like, going to snap and murder someone. Right. And then The Sixth Sense, I mean, it all hinges on that first-time watch, which I think is pretty uh, pretty effective, to say the least. Yeah, I think it's got to be The Sixth Sense here. And last, but certainly not the least of all these. Finally, we've got The Exorcist, our number two seed, versus our number 15 seed, Pulse, from 2006, not 1988. 2001, not 1988. Also not about electrical currents. That movie? Oh, my God. So, like... I still don't even entirely understand, like, what happens in that movie. So I watched uh, the wrong movie to start. I thought, like, he said Pulse. My mind immediately went to, like, that poster of, like, that girl with, like, electricity flowing through her, which isn't even in the movie. Like, there's nothing like that in the movie. <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Uh, but apparently we were supposed to watch the 2001 Japanese horror movie Pulse. Which is a lot better than the 1988 Pulse. I'm sure it is. And as much as I wanted it to be better than The Exorcist, I don't think that it is. I don't think so either. I like what they're trying to do with it. I just think it's too disjointed. Yeah, that was that was the biggest thing for me, which was like, it's two stories, but one of them ends very quickly and the other one takes a very long time. So I don't know why you would even include the first one. Yeah, or make them – I think what's the weirdest thing is that they're two seemingly different people, and then one story kind of intersects at the end. I don't know why it wouldn't be like two friends as a result of the beginning suicide and like that story branching, and two people are experiencing different things. Yeah, I mean I definitely like 
I like a lot of the ideas. Um, I just didn't really care for the execution. Yeah. Now, so you, so we had talked about Ringu talk being about like the, the the effects of the internet spreading. But this is like literally what this movie's about. I love like there's like that line where they talk about like the demons like don't want you like the spirits don't want you to die. They just like they want you to be lonely and like that's what mm-hmm. they want. Like that, I think like really speaks probably is more like relevant now than in 2001 where like people literally are secluded because they can live their entire lives at home like online in the metaverse yeah very prescient movie 20 from 2001 unfortunately i just don't think it like just a little something missing to push it above the exorcist which I don't want it to sound like I hate The Exorcist. I like it a lot, but I just I, – I think it's one of those movies that people just praise without really like – it feels like a movie you can't criticize, that people have just been like, no, The Exorcist is perfect, and I'm like, I don't think it is. Yeah, well, so – and I think we are definitely at a disadvantage where I saw The Exorcist for the first time maybe like a year or two ago. And there was definitely like, okay, I've seen way more terrifying than this with modern stuff, but it's it's hard to deny like at the time that completely like just fucking people up. So I think no. like that's a lot of like I think that's a lot of it. Like it's there's definitely a certain age that you saw that movie at scares the shit out of you, completely fucks you up for life, and then it's like no movie that movie that's the scariest movie ever because it scared me, type of thing. I definitely don't think it's the scariest movie ever. That is obviously Freddy versus Jason. But <clears throat> I mean I mean it's it's The Exorcist. I think it's too long, but the stuff that works like really works. Yeah, both of these movies are a little long. Paul's coming in at 2 hours. How fucking dare you? I know. Yeah, I know. I know we were itching for that ups for that crazy upset here, but and just, just to be clear, happening. the 1988 version's not up, upsetting The Exorcist either. Yeah, I wasn't quite concerned about that one as I was. <laughs> I like see Paul sort of reminds me of this other Japanese movie I saw. I think it's called. I want to say it's called like Curse, where. It's like semi disjointed and they're the filmmaking style, it's a lot they're definitely not holding your hand through this. Like it's very much on the audience to piece together what's going on. Um, which I don't necessarily I don't necessarily mind those types of movies. Um, but when you're trying to crush a ton of them like and you're like half paying attention i would say i was half paying attention but i was a little bit sleepier last night trying to watch this one and i need when I have more to f- of a rod head raw head rex and a little less possession yeah if you have to find yourself going to wikipedia to figure out a scene you just watched even though you caught everything i mean it, it can sometimes be a bit of a hindrance no i definitely read the entire wikipedia the wikipedia plot synopsis for pulse for, for pulse <laughs> i did because like you like i literally thought that that character in the second part 
was supposed to connect to the character, like the people in the first part. And I was just like, what am I missing? Like, how does he connect? And he just doesn't. It's not even, it's not until the very, very end that it connects. And even then I was like, wait, is that the, is that the woman? Go to Wikipedia real quick. Okay. That's the woman. Also like, it doesn't have to connect. It could have, that second part could have just been its own movie. And like, you could have just like done a little bit of explaining somewhere in there about the previous one. Because like, we're led to believe by the end that this is spread all through Japan. So like, yes, I don't even see why you need that first part. You could just have that second part. Well, I think there's, sh- I think there should have been a connection in the beginning to make it a little bit more like obvious what's going on. Cause I don't know, maybe, okay. So this is a Japanese movie. Like maybe like film watching in Japan is like very different than like how Americans perceive movies. But like for, just from my point of view, can't help it. I'm American. Uh, there is like this need for me to like connect to the connect pieces and like see how things fit together because that's how all American movies are. Everything fits together. Um, so to see like two disjointed things, you're like constant. I think there's like a like a need to want to connect those, and then as a result, you're like missing things. So that's not a fault of the movie per se. Maybe just more me and what I'm accustomed to. I need this. No offense to Pulse, which I like the ideas in a lot. I need this to be a little bit more like a One Punch Man episode where right before they fight, the villain explains his entire motive and backstory. Like, that would have been helpful. (laughs) Like, if, like, there's, like, that snuff film, like, footage of the guy, like, pulling that bag like off his head if before he killed himself he was just like hey this is what's going on and then proceeds he takes his bag off and he's just like i'm very lonely (laughs) i need you to be in this loneliness with me that stuff was like i thought that stuff was genuinely like really creepy and i love like the red tape like on the doors and like the forbidden areas and yeah i thought a lot of that stuff worked really well um i think the creepiest one was at the end when that guy, what is his name? I'm a, or comma. Anyways, that guy goes into the room and it's like, instead of being like an actor there, it's like a digital projection or whatever of the ghost. Like I thought that was pretty creepy. I like that a lot. I like the leaving of like the black stains like on the wall. Yeah, I did too. So there's a lot of like production elements to this movie that I like. I just. Yeah, the long. All quite there. I mean, they were definitely. I mean, Ringu definitely did a thing with like long black hair covering faces and being creepy. Like I said, the last five minutes of Ringu was great. The rest of the movie, not so much. Yeah. Oh, I should have. I should have said like, love the imagery of the the of the finally watching the woman emerge from the TV. But then I also couldn't help but think of Scary Movie too. Well, that'll happen. Is that what it is? Is it Scary Movie or Scary Movie 2 where the woman crawls out of the TV? She's like, oh, your hair's all wet and is like holding her back. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you get water on my floor. (laughs) All right. That is half of round one. We whittled it down. Now Now we're down to 18 over here. Not bad.
So then next we got uh, what do we got? Next body we'll and slasher. Body horror and the slasher movies before moving on to the round of 32. Ooh, can't wait. From there it'll be a be a breeze. You got that right. Some interesting matchups coming up. You mean in the round of 32? Yeah. Like Dracula and Alien. The Descent and Dawn of the Dead. That's going to be a tough one. Uh, Sixth Sense and The Exorcist. The paranormal ones, I think, are not that like exciting. Evil Dead and The Omen, I think, is a... Based on everything we've just said, is a pretty clear pick at this point. But we'll that, see. We'll, we'll see. Hey, maybe see. if the uh, hey maybe if the omen gets out on the court, practices them three throws. Who knows? Hey, it might just be omen, enough. The omen needs to really really needs to perfect their and one getting to the line. Yeah, they work on that this week in practice, and maybe. If they got. Kansas Jayhawks coming to town. You better you better be able to convert that in one. <laughs> All right, that's it. Bye.